Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Tomer Levy, and I'm VP of Engineering for Enterprise Imaging under Change Healthcare. Uh, and we wanted to discuss today or share with everybody um, some strategies about enterprise imaging and specifically cloud adoption and how cloud influences enterprise strategies for organizations. We have with us here today Ken Buchel. And maybe before we get even started with the question, Ken, do you want to take a couple of minutes just to introduce yourself? Yes, thank you, Tomer. Uh, um, my name is Ken Buchel, and I'm a vice president here at Bronson Healthcare Group uh, in information technology. Um, Bronson Healthcare Group is a mid-sized healthcare system located in Kalamazoo, Michigan. We uh, have four uh, hospitals and over 400 employed physicians working at numerous locations across Southwest Michigan. So uh, glad to be here. Cool. So Ken, maybe before we dive into the interesting topic of enterprise imaging in cloud, maybe just, uh, you know, let's take the, the wider view. And wh where does enter enterprise imaging sit in your overall IT and um, enterprise strategy? Yeah, I think that's a, a fascinating question, Tomer. Um, when we talk about our overall IT strategy, you know, we uh, really strive for, as an organization, to provide an, an, an exceptional technology experience for our clinicians, our employees, and, and even our patients. And I think when you look at um, the handful of key technologies that are used uh, by a clinical delivery organization, I think it's it's really important. Medical imaging is is taken uh, is one of the the top five technologies that is really you know shown to the forefront of of how important you can have to to engage both the clinician and the patient in that care continuum. And so, um, obviously, we invest uh, a ton of dollars uh, into the infrastructure and into the tools that are being used in medical imaging. And so, um, we always wanted to make sure that our strategy supports uh, the investment that we're making. And I think oftentimes it's something that's overlooked, um, that, that sometimes people don't have maybe the, the resources, the governance, and, and even just the, 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 the foresight to, um, you know, take a, a, an approach on medical imaging um, compared to some of the other investments that you make. You mentioned, Ken, a fascinating point about patients. And I go back to uh, one of the discussions we had a couple of months back. And you mentioned the fact that today you have more patients logged into your system than actual clinicians and, in, and internal stakeholders. Can you double click on that and maybe talk a little bit how imaging fits into your patient engagement strategy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, as I mentioned, it, it's, you know, the, the patient's experience and, and engagement um, is often overlooked as an organization's, you know, making a purchasing choice or, or making a, a technology decision. But um, we have been very sort of proactive in our patient engagement and our digital strategy experience um, that we're really, um, you know, trying to make sure that the tools that we're moving forward with have uh, a patient-centric approach to it. So, um, you know, when we had talked previously, I used the example of our patient portal or, or our electronic health system. You know, we, uh, with our EMR, we have clinicians who use it, employees who use it, and patients who use it. 
And the reality is, is if you look at how many people are accessing our patient portal, which is really just an extension of the medical record, um, you know, we have at, at times on any given month, 60, 70,000 people logging in and, and using that for different uh, workflows, access to information, and so forth. Uh, you know, Bronson, uh, being a mid-sized healthcare system, only has 8,000 employees. And so from that perspective, you could see that that who's actually using this information, um, you know, we've skewed the uh, technology and the delivery system in obviously the delivery system's favor, but the patients really uh, should have a much stronger voice maybe than they do. So when we talk about enterprise imaging, one of the things that we look forward into the future is really just having a more ubiquitous access to the, the medical imaging that we currently have. And I think being able to provide patients with not only just direct access to their results, um, which is pretty commonplace, but but not having to go to the file room to get a copy of, of a recent study or if they want a second opinion, that they should be able to get those things. So it's just a little bit easier than, than they can now, so. This is unbelievable. and. Um, so, so along the same lines, I mean, are you also considering not only allowing access, but also uh, providing more control of how information is being used? I mean, moving the responsibility for the information to be more on the patient side rather than just the consumer, or is this in your mind, Ken, too far into the future right now? And I'm asking specifically about imaging, maybe. Yeah, I think on the imaging side, we definitely would want people to be able to have the capability to receive the information. And, and I think in some cases, maybe even add information if they find, uh, you know, that, that let's say that they're, um, they went to another healthcare facility and, and, and have a copy of a study that they feel would be meaningful. Um, again, easier ways to plug that into uh, the medical record or our imaging system you know, I think are all things that we're uh, looking forward to um, in a uh, maybe a, a cloud-based strategy. I think all of us would uh, realize that that's just easier to do um, if mm -hmm. it's um, something in a, in a more shared environment or a more cloud, cloud-based environment. So I, I think that's definitely on our roadmap. It's obviously not something that we're focusing on maybe in the near term or, or and so, uh, our, our goal would be to to provide that broad access. Very interesting. So I, I think the long-term vision of, of cloud is, um, you know, has definitely the potential that, that you mentioned, but I know that organizations, and I'm sure you are as well, can are facing day-to-day -day challenges. Were there any more um, immediate reasons that uh, you chose to be very proactive and, and um, uh, yeah, proactive probably the word, uh, with your cloud strategy, things that drove you more in the short term, um, challenges that you're thinking to overcome by um, adopting a, a more cloud forward strategy? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, medical imaging in itself can present, I guess, several sort of short term challenges. Um, you know, clearly for us, uh, the just the care and feeding from an infrastructure perspective is always something that we struggle with uh, as you work into, you know, the broader uh, ecosystem of, of storage, of the ecosystem of servers, the desktop environments that you have to maintain, the, the, just the, the challenge of those cycles that you get into, and that are, it, it's hard to break that wheel 
of getting out of it. So from our perspective, um, you know, one of the short-term goals that we had was to sort of get out of the game of just, you know, every two to three years buying X amount of storage and then replacing it with X amount of storage at the same or slightly lower cost, um, entering into these protracted negotiations with uh, storage vendors because that work doesn't really provide any additional business value. I, obviously, you know, we all, all organizations need data storage. Um, all medical imaging systems have to have that capability. But by being able to shift to uh, a cloud-focused strategy, it just allows us to use additional elements of whether it be um, like sort of storage as a service layered on with software as a service to get more out of the investment that we would have just made by doing a straight infrastructure play. Um, we also see a huge benefit of just time freeing up some of our resources. And while it's maybe not in the short term, uh, the midterm really sees us you know, being able to shift the role that we have within information technology or the radiation technology space and, and, and shift that role from being a, a sort of a technician, somebody who goes out and fixes a radiologist workstation or does a software upgrade or focuses on really those day-to-day -day routine tasks that are really just keeping the lights on to more of a consultant to really how can we shift those resources to drive more business value out of that technology investment that we make, that significant technology investment that we make as an organization. So those are really the drivers for us is, is really to move away from from that, that that sort of routine work that we do. This uh, perspective that you're offering, right, about the short-term expectations or the, the immediate expect expectations for uh, results from cloud, I think is very important. You know, in many cases, when you ask leaders in the industry about the, the potential of cloud, um, I think everybody can very easily describe the vision, um, you know, from AI to leverage data to, uh, be an, an amazing organization that can, can share information with everybody, but getting there and what immediate problems we solve with cloud today um, is, is something not everybody can um, clearly articulate. And um, I think you described it very well, so thank you for that perspective. Yeah, I remember Ken that uh, last summer, Sene, we had a symposium on um, on cloud and all, and you know we were talking about the adoption of AI and the potential of AI to change the um, you know enterprise imaging and how cloud is a role in that. And then you said, yeah, but my challenge is that I got a 10% cut in my budget this year, so this is the problem I need to fix. And uh, I think anyone in this industry that tries to uh, introduce cloud or talk about enterprise imaging strategies that that don't address those immediate concerns, um, you know, is disconnected from reality. Yeah, and I, yeah, I totally would agree, Tomer. I think uh, ultimately, um, you know, we all aspire to, you know, um, take this to that sort of next generation of healthcare with um, AI yeah. and really advanced workflows to really have the clinicians really have all of this data and information really um, being turned from what it is now into something that's incredibly valuable. 
the hard part is, is with someone with a very flat or declining um, IT budget, I, I can't make a sell, I can't sell our IT steering committee or board on making an investment that doesn't have any realistic short-term benefits. And whether those benefits are financial or those benefits are operational efficiencies or patient care, they, they have to be tangible. And I think as a, as a, a small to mid-sized healthcare system and in Southwest Michigan, uh, AI is a little aspirational, and I think that's that's one of the pitfalls of of journeys to the cloud or or buying you know certain approaches is that you you just don't get that tangible value in the short term. So for us, we just wanted to keep it simple. It was really about um, you know we had an infrastructure need that we needed to address, and so can we do it differently and better for the same or less cost? Can we improve the intangible things like IT security and disaster recovery, um, you know, performance, you know, reducing complexity? Can we can we do all of those things um, at the same time, and then also improve access to the information for our clinicians, improve access to the information for our patients, improve communication across the care team? All of that then becomes a really easy thing to sell. Whether you're doing it in the cloud or whether you're doing it on-prem, it, 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 it's it's those really tangible, easy things that, that that make a difference. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more, Ken. Um, let I mean, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, Ken, there, and, and I understand if you can't share all the details, but is there a definition of success to your enterprise imaging um, strategy? over the next two years and specifically for the cloud adoption that you can share with us today? Yeah, so our goal is really, we have a, a, a now, a, a near and a, and a far goal when it comes to enterprise imaging and, and our migration to the cloud. Um, our, our now measures of success or goals are really to um, migrate uh, some of our storage archive and kind of, again, some of the infrastructure aspects that we get tied up into, we'd like to get that out to the cloud. And, and the goal would be to that those things are performing as good or better than they're performing currently on-premise. And in some cases, some of that should be completely transparent to our, our end users. Um, in addition, we'll be including uh, a new cloud-based viewer, which will, again, uh, open the doors to this information that we currently um, have uh, a little bit of struggle with to provide uh, broad access, mainly just because we're tied to, you know, fat client viewers or radiology workstations that, that really uh, create some bottlenecks on who can see and access this information in different ways. So, uh, you know, a, a cloud-based viewer with the right tools that can not only meet the specialist needs, but also the reference or ordering providers needs, I, I think is something, um, you know, that, that we see as an important part of doing this um, and gaining that short-term value. And then, you know, our approach is iterative or phased. And so then in the near term and in the far future, you know, our goal would be to continue to look for opportunities to move to, um, you know, cloud-based approaches to the, maybe the radiologist workstation and the, the diagnostic viewer that's used by radiologists. Um, we, we have a unique um, approach to partners that we have with in the uh, medical imaging space. And so again, providing a different and or direct access to our uh, imaging environment or our VNA 
would also um, be sort of in that near and far future. So our, our goal is to iterate uh, very much like how uh, cloud-based technology is being delivered. Um, just really sort of looking for those incremental improvements as opposed to the big bang events that we're all used to. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I, want, I want to double click uh, for a few minutes on, on cloud strategies. And um, I'm, I'm interested about your perspective and views about, um, you know, first of all, what was done in Bronson and then uh, generally in the industry, how you, th how you see things evolve. And specifically about the, the two approaches we see for cloud adoption. One is software as a service. When you go to um, a software vendor and consume the, the software from, um, you know, basically from this vendor, whether it's hosted on a public cloud or it doesn't matter, but consume it as a service for, for software application. Or in other cases, um, you know, platform as a service where you contract directly with a cloud or a hosting provider and then it is you as the provider's responsibility as an IT organization to move the different application to the, you know, data center that you created um, in the cloud. And, I'm, you know, as we engage with different uh, customers and, and healthcare providers, we see a mix of those approaches. And I'm curious to your views about, you know, differences, advantages of, of the, you know, software as a service approach versus the platform as a service. Yeah, and and so I think it's 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 a fascinating question that has evolved over the last you know five years or so. Um, software as a service, platform as a service. Um, you have infrastructure as a service, really kind of in the middle there. And um, you know, I think Bronson has been um, maybe a little bit uh, conservative in its approach to um, moving to the cloud. I mean, every organization does some version of software as a service. It's just a matter of uh, the breadth and then the level of connectivity and, and the importance of it. Uh, so, so we have a fair amount of experience with software as a service. Um, we have don't have as much experience on the platform as a service or even the infrastructure as a service mm -hmm. sort of choices. And you know, we have an aging data center. Uh, I, I, I've mentioned this before to others that that it's kind of located on the edge of a floodplain and the every hundred year flood that now happens every five years um, seems to always kind of put that data center at risk. And, and so I think what we've recognized is that um, data centers are expensive. They cost a lot to maintain. And, and again, I go back to, I'm not sure replacing my data center, um, if I'm doing a good job of running my data center, replacing it every, 20 years, that investment isn't necessarily, again, driving additional value out of out of what we need from a healthcare system perspective. And so, you know, I think what we look for is the right opportunities to enter into that sort of hybrid model, because honestly, all of them have benefits. Uh, software as a service is great in the right situation. Platform as a service is great in the right situation and kind of um, in between also fits. I think it's difficult to do an all or nothing approach in any of them. Um, and I think especially it's difficult to do if you have some of maybe the, the fiscal restraints and, and the sort of limited resources that healthcare providers have in most situations. So so again, that hybrid approach, I think, is is what you'll see uh, most people dive into. and and. You know, also just looking for those tangible ways 
to, to drive the value if you are going to go in that direction. Um, cloud has often been sold as a way to reduce costs, um, you know, change FTEs, those kinds of things. And really, in the end, you're just moving money from one bucket to another, and sometimes you spend okay. more. And it's it's so it's what are you getting out of it for that different investment that you're making? And I think that's often people don't necessarily look at it like that. Yeah, yeah, so true. Um, so you know, already starting to uh, implement um, cloud and you know in your organization. I mean, we obviously, I come from the, the vendor side, so I know that, that you know, we started with the technology change. We said, hey, we want to deploy our solutions from the cloud. And it, you know, started to trigger a chain of events that is basically transforming our entire organization, right? Because to be able to deliver in a different way, to be able to support the product in a different way, to procure it in a different way. I mean, there are so many things that are changing. This is not just another technology we adopted. This is an organizational transformation. And I'm curious to the changes that might have been triggered by starting to adopt cloud in, in your organization, Ken. So were you required now to create new roles that you didn't have before, new skills that uh, need to be managed, uh, people tra uh, changing jobs uh, from what they had before? Um, you know, we start with something, but then we find that, you know, actually to be able to fully deliver it, the change is way bigger than what we estimated initially. So again, what are some of the, some of the downstream effects of adopting cloud in, in the organization? And, and by the way, what do you see for the future going forward? How is that going to evolve in your mind? Yeah, so I, I definitely can speak to the information technology sort of downstream effect. I think obviously what we've seen is it does require maybe a different skill set, right? We've got you know, your typical IT uh, department is structured with a, a number of silos of, of specialists with deep knowledge, you know, and, and in this case, uh, you know, what we're taking in some cases is these um, people that have deeply known and learned one particular skill set and in infrastructure or one particular application, they maybe have to become more of a generalist, right? Because supporting a platform as a service system or an infrastructure as a service environment is much different than going to the data center and swapping out a, a drive out of a, a storage array. And so it is, yeah. it is how do we develop and support those skills? Uh, a lot of that we do in partnership with the particular vendors that we're working with. And so, um, you know, with our enterprise imaging strategy in the cloud, it's, it's you know, working with the vendor and working with Google to, to really, you know, expose our team to, to the environment that they're going to live in and work in. And, and I see that, you know, continuing to evolve. And, and I think the, the role of, uh, enterprise architecture, I think, is going to become more and more prevalent because you're you're um, making the environment that the healthcare ecosystem within it, you know within our four walls, you're making that much more complex. And having someone in that uh, sort of architecture role, that sort of almost quarterback role, um, to coordinate the activities, the connectivity, the technology, and making sure all of this stuff works cohesively because if it doesn't deliver a cohesive experience for the clinician then obviously um, it's going to create consternation and then ultimately impact patient care so um, I, I think you're going to see that evolution I, I think enterprise architecture is especially um, 
exist in very large healthcare systems, um, exist obviously in many other industries, but I think the need as, as, as the cloud or, or as platform as a service, as, as this stuff gets more complicated, you're gonna see those more technical architect roles sort of filter down into smaller to mid-sized healthcare systems. Um, I will also yeah. say that as an organization, it is, uh, it, I think it challenges us to be more flexible and knowing that improvements and change is gonna be iterative. And, and using the example of our traditional approach to radiology, uh, you know, we, we do an upgrade every year or two. It doesn't change then for a year or two, and then we do an upgrade and it cha changes all at once. Um, you know, with the cloud and, and the approach, like you said, your organization is having to learn to, to work differently, be more iterative, release things, you know, more often. You know, that is also then impacting customers like us because then we also have to react to the fact that, um, you know, now the tool has changed for the better, but it has changed and it changes a lot more often. And so, um, and I think we've all seen this with our experience as, as we all use the ubiquitous, you know, video conferencing tools or office productivity tools that are now all cloud-based that, you know, one day that button is here, the next day that button is there. And yet it makes sense, but it's just different. Um, and, and so I think that, that kind of reaction is, is something uh, culturally we're gonna have to get used to as well. Funny, I can share a, an interesting anecdote on that, Ken. Uh, we had a recent, um, you know, uh, an employee that recently joined us uh, from Amazon. And, you know, we were talking about this exact change that uh, you were describing. And we said, you know, in a regular cadence, we, we have a release about, you know, every 12 or 12 or 18 months. And he said, wow, I mean, what you're saying is that, you know, and he, he was pretty junior. So he said, in my entire career, you've had maybe three releases, right? Because he was counting the years. And he said, you know, with Amazon, I had over 100 releases working there for two years. Right, yeah. and if I worked for you guys, I, I would have only three releases in my entire career. And that shows you the the gap of where the IT industry is in general versus enterprise imaging today. And and this is a major transformation for both the vendors like Change Healthcare and the healthcare providers that need to start accepting this kind of a reality. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, and, and the other I think thing I'm taking from. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. You know, I was just going to say the the other thing about that is it it, it just has to be done well because I think uh, we've all experienced yeah. the times where where those changes have been made and and then uh, they haven't gone in the right direction and I think that's when it comes to patient care uh, I think uh, it's 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 finding that right balance of of how much do you move their cheese before you um, maybe create um, either patient care issues or efficiency issues that. Um, so it's something we're looking forward to, but culturally is going to require some change. Yeah. The other thing I took from what you said, uh, Ken, is the fact that organizations, and, and you know, we feel it on our side as well, you need to, um, to, to learn how to consume a service, right? So from switching uh, from a stage uh, of doing the job, right, to um, a stage where you're consuming a service, um, takes an organizational maturity that doesn't necessarily always exist, right? For example, defining the SLA that you expect or defining the criteria for go, no-go. And again, not talking specifically about uh, Bronson, of course, but in some organization, you know, this is just the job they do and it's not necessarily 
as well defined. And when you come to consumer service, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, many questions arise about, okay, so how quickly can you do this or that, or what is your standard before you um, allow to release something, right? Because in a way, you're giving away control, um, and you want to gain some of that back by by putting the standards and the, the practices in place. So I think that's another transformation that I'm seeing, you know, both for our organization and and for you know other customers we worked with. Yeah, absolutely. I think ultimately, you know, ultimately, uh, un I guess maybe unfortunately, uh, people learn the hard way, uh, and often it doesn't go in their favor because by the time they realize they need those policies or those contractual agreements, those SLAs that they have with those partners, uh, it's it's probably too late. Um, because if if after the fact you're trying to create or, or hold a, a cloud partner to an SLA, it, it's going to be real difficult to do. And I think um, sometimes that that's where experience matters or learning from others yeah. matters. Uh, you know, and, and trying to do some of those things up front to really just keep in mind like what your expectations of performance are, what your uptime and SLA approach is, and and if you don't do that, um, you're going to be doing it eventually when you're having problems. So I, I think it's it's about timing and, and it's an, a lesson that's often learned the hard way. I'll say that all of this is wrapped into the, that you need to find the right partners to do this with, because that partnership, like you said, it's it's a different way of doing business. You become a consumer uh, of a service as opposed to the, the owner and delivery of the service. And so now you've got to um, be much better at vendor management. You have to you know, make sure that exactly. those part those partnerships matter. And if you don't have those partnerships now, you know, where and how are you going to curate them? And do you have the right people to do that? Um, there is often this sort of push pull between, you know, I guess in healthcare IT especially between, you know, providers and vendors, right? It's this sort of adversarial relationship that, you know, if if I win in a contract negotiation, you lose in a contract negotiation. And that's a, a very difficult sort of perspective to walk into in a, a service relationship because um, it, it can't be about win-lose. You have to find that sort of common ground um, and, and both be in it together. And, and partnerships are, are incredibly important. Vendor management, vendor coordination is incredibly important. And it's a skill often overlooked in, in IT shops. Right. Ken, I know that you've been, um, you know, uh, a great evangelist for cloud within, uh, for cloud adoption within Bronson, right? And and you had that vision, and as we said, both the vision and the the practical point of view on on cloud adoption. Can you maybe share with us a little bit um, some of the internal challenges you had promoting um, a cloud first agenda at Bronson? So, you know, at Bronson, I, you know, I think, you know, the, the challenges, you know, really are about are, are about framing that practical use case, that practical outcome of, of this decision. You know, we've all had good and bad experiences with software as a service, and I think those things filter up to the decision makers. So I think it is about, you know, framing that concept of, okay, this is how this is going to help us in the short term. This is how this can help us in the midterm. And this is, you know, the, the vision that we see 
uh, in the long term. And if and if you're selling the long term, I think that can be very difficult to achieve. So for us, mm-hmm. it was really about um, you know making the assurances that that this foray into uh, a cloud strategy for for imaging wasn't going to impact performance, right? I think we all realize that radiology is, uh, or, or, you know, the medical imaging field is, is a very, uh, it's a, it's an efficiency, uh, sort of, um, focused role. And so, uh, m- making sure that it's performant and responsive was, was key in, in our sort of, uh, sales pitch or elevator story as we went to, to gain adoption, um, really highlighting the, uh, security and, um, you know, sort of other business continuity aspects of it. We haven't necessarily been directly bitten by um, any significant IT security issues, knock on wood. But um, at the same time, and uh, at the same time, you know, uh, it's 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 a hot topic amongst our leadership team. Um, I, I give our leadership team a huge amount of credit for being um, engaged and educated on what uh, the issues are. And so from that perspective, you know, making sure that, that, you know, we were able to align the right stakeholders in this decision. So for us, it was about, you know, a, a shared vision of where we want to go with, you know, medical imaging with our radiology and cardiology imaging teams, the, the, the key players. Um, and that includes the, the radiologists, um, the cardiologists, the people who would consume that information and be affected by any changes that we make, whether that's a change to the infrastructure side of things or a change in the tool set. So you, know, you have to onboard those people and create that shared vision. And luckily, uh, we our approach to that, um, we, we've had a, a pretty collaborative relationship with our radiology department and in, in how we've architected some of the infrastructure. Um, it really brought them to the table when we've done a lot of this work, and that really um, greased the wheels, so to speak, and how we were able to sort of, you know, float this idea of a cloud-based approach to medical imaging and, and really got their buy-in. Because by then, they were well-versed in the challenges of the life cycling of our cache or our storage archive platform. And they had been through a couple of iterations of storage architecture, infrastructure architecture to to make it better or different. And so um, I I think if people are just um, not involving their uh, stakeholder groups and, and key partners in some of these things, then I think you're missing an opportunity to help potentially allow you to make a shift in the future if that's what you need. Cause, cause they're up to speed. They know what you're doing. It's just not a black box in a data center somewhere. They understand what it does and its value. They don't need to know how the ones and zeros work, but, but they understand, you know, that, that it's important and doing it differently could provide them different value. So. Thank you. So I, I think over the last uh, 30 minutes or so, you've shared uh, many nuggets of wisdom about your experience and journey. But um, you know, if we want to close the discussion with one advice that you would give someone in your role in a different organization at the beginning of the journey where you were maybe 18 months ago, what would be that advice? So if the, the advice I would give to someone in, in 
my role in an organization like Bronson would be to really look for, um, you know, the right use case, you know, start small, take something like, in our case, this uh, storage archive that you have on premise and um, move it to the cloud or, or evaluate that and moving it to the cloud and look at all the different costs and, and options that you have. Because um, I think if you if you start, you know, larger, I think if we were to try and replace our entire pack system with a cloud-based pack system, I think it would have been a much more difficult, not only discussion, um, I think people would have been very skeptical of it. I think it would have been a much um, more difficult approach to um, achieving success and really identifying not only just the tangible value but the outcomes that you would lay out. So, so I think I, I, I would I would start small. Um, and, and I think some of the other things I've said already, you know, finding the right partner, l looking for things that are more than just like a lift and shift approach to you know, software or lift and shift approach software to uh, infrastructure. So I, th I think those kind of things that, that that are tangible, I think, resonate the most with with your stakeholders or with your executives or the, your CFOs who control the budget. Thank you very much, Ken. This has been uh, fascinating. Uh, just like with, you know, every discussion with you, I learned something new and this meeting was no exception. So again, thank you very much uh, for sharing all of that, all of this with me and the rest of our listeners. I hope everybody have a great rest of the day. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Tomer. I appreciate the time. You've been listening to the Change Healthcare podcast. For more information on this and other healthcare IT topics, please visit changehealthcare.com. Don't forget to check the show notes for useful links to related resources and our contact information. Thanks for listening and have a great day.